You're listening to 89.1 WEMU, and this is Art and Soul. I'm Lisa Berry, and this week Art and Soul is about the art of well-being. We're talking to an internationally known author who recently wrote about our collective ability to create change, the importance of human connection, and our capacity for wonder and hope. Known for his many books, including The Fault in Our Stars and Looking for Alaska, as well as his YouTube content, author John Green now has a new book, a bit different from the 50 million books in print he currently has already worldwide. And the name is the same as a podcast he hosts called The Anthropocene Reviewed. We're honored to be joined now on WEMU by John Green, who has also been named one of Time's 100 Most Influential People in the World. And we're so glad you could join us, John. Oh, thanks. It's so nice to be here. Your latest book is an essay collection where you write about many different topics from our capacity to wonder, to whispering, to teddy bears, and of course, Diet Dr. Pepper. And then you rate them on a scale of one to five. And this is also based on a podcast you are still currently doing by the same name. Yeah, that's right. I've been doing the podcast for the last three years. And it started out really as a, as a joke with my brother because, you know, we would be driving around on tour and we would see like one star reviews for national parks and we would <laughs> laugh about them. And eventually we started talking about how really when we write these Yelp reviews or Google reviews of, of places or experiences, we're really writing memoirs. And so he kind of challenged me to try to write some of these in-depth reviews, but instead of reviewing a restaurant or a barbershop, what if I reviewed Diet Dr. Pepper or Canada Geese or a bacterium? (laughs) Do you think we need to explain what Anthropocene means or what we're talking about with that use of that word, or do you think everyone knows it? Sure. Uh, I don't don't think most people know what the word Anthropocene means, probably. Anthropocene is a proposed term for the current geologic age, this moment in history when humans have become not just the dominant species on the planet, but also kind of a geologically significant force. We have radically reshaped the planet's biodiversity. We're reshaping the planet's climate. And so some geologists argue that we are living in a new geologic age in which we are of profound importance. Mm. And so I wanted to write about how strange this moment is, like both on a personal level and on a historical level, because we are a tremendously powerful species, unprecedentedly powerful in a lot of ways. But at the same time, we aren't nearly powerful enough. We're not powerful enough to save those we love from suffering. We're not powerful enough to prevent our communities being brought to their knees by a single strand of RNA. And, you know, on a personal level, like I'm not powerful enough to get my kids to eat breakfast in the morning. So how can I possibly feel the immense power that we have as a collective on a day-to-day basis? And that strange paradox is really at the heart of a lot of the, the reviews. Well, it certainly has been a historical time. Did you start writing this before the pandemic or as it was beginning? What's that time frame? I started writing it before the pandemic, but the the process certainly changed a lot after the pandemic took hold in the United States. I started seeing a lot of the earlier reviews in a different context. And when I was working on the book, I, I rewrote a lot of them to reflect reality as I saw it after the pandemic. And then a lot of the book was written amid the pandemic, and, and that definitely affected what I wanted to write about. Um, I wanted to focus more on 
connection and the, the importance of human connection, the, the astonishing things that humans uh, accomplish when we work together. And, and I also wanted to focus, frankly, on hope, trying to find the kind of hope that can stand up to the reality of suffering and injustice in our world. And because I needed that hope, like I, I needed it not in like an abstract or philosophical way, I, I needed it. And so that the book is really my attempt to uh, make the case for, for hope as being the correct response to consciousness, despite all the, all the really, really hard stuff that, uh, that people have to go through. One of your essays is also about the capacity to wonder. And one of my favorite lines in the book is, you are never far from wonder. Tell us about that one. Yeah, there's this line in The Great Gatsby at the end of the book where Fitzgerald writes about our capacity for wonder. And when I think about that line, I sometimes think about walking in the woods with my son when I was about maybe 36 and he was about three and we were looking out over this beautiful vista, and I was trying to get this three-year-old to appreciate the magnificence of the mountains and the distance and everything, and he just wouldn't pay attention to any of it. And after a while, he grabbed this brown oak leaf off of a little tree next to us, and he said, Weef! And I said, Henry, there's leaves literally everywhere in this forest. There is nothing interesting about this leaf. And he said, Weef! again. And (laughs) then I looked at it with him, and I realized that I was face to face with something commensurate to my capacity for wonder that like this leaf was astonishingly beautiful and intricate and fascinating. And what was in short supply was not things that can make me feel wonder, but what was in short supply was, was my attention, my ability to do the work that awe requires. Mm -hmm. And I'm very grateful to Henry for reminding me of that. And even though these are essays and you rate each thing that you talk about at the end, there's a lot of personal information in there. And if you read between the lines, I think we can learn a lot about you, John Green, as well. And you mentioned you, quote, wear the armor of cynicism in your book. And yeah, tell us about that and you. I think a lot of times, I, I mean, I don't think I'm alone in this, but I use irony to try to protect myself. I use cynicism to try to protect myself, often especially when I'm online, because I know that if I'm hit where I'm earnest, it's going to hurt. And for me, really, at, it, at its core, this book, was, this book was my attempt to take off that armor of cynicism and take off the weapons of irony and try to reckon honestly and earnestly with the wonders all around me. Do you expect people to compare ratings with you? I, I know I did. Sunset. I'm a big Sunset fan. And yes, you gave Sunsets five stars. So that made me really. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely there's definitely been a fair bit of that um, since I, I started making uh, what was originally a podcast and, and now the book. And I think that's healthy. But look, ultimately, uh, no single data point is ever going to tell us much about the wonder and terror of being a person, and that's part of uh, that's part of the fun of writing the essays for me. Yeah, as you gave Sunset five stars, I agree. Whispering four stars. Whispering. Who talks about whispering? And I love whispering. So I was so happy to see you wrote a whole essay about whispering in your new book and gave them four stars. 
Yeah, I'm a fan of whispering. I miss whispering yeah, because, me too. you know, these days in, in the pandemic, um, and w- if I feel a whisper, you know, I'm, I'm conscious of respiratory droplet transfer. Exactly. So now it just makes me anxious. But I hope someday that I'm able to enjoy whispers again. Right. And then the Notes app, you only gave three and a half stars. And I have to tell you, I literally used the note, Notes app on my phone to prepare for this interview. Well, maybe I underrated it then. All right. John Green, we're so excited to read your book. It's The Anthropocene Reviewed. And thank you so much for talking to us here on 89.1 WEMU. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you.